Wait, did you hear that? There's something out there from Marfa Public Radio. A show about the strange things that happen in everyday life. You're listening to There's Something Out There. I'm James Kim. Today on our show, I talked with Billy and his daughter Rebecca, who lived in a trailer in West Texas up until 20 years ago when Billy was able to afford a house for his wife and daughter. You know, we, we like this house, you know. That's it, always how we went from a trailer. I mean, it's a, it's a very high advancement. This was one of the only houses that was in his budget, but it worked. With his trailer, it would only last about 15 years. But buying this two-bedroom house with a big backyard, Billy saw this as an investment for his family that he could later pass down to his daughter. He was excited to move into the next phase of his life. But one element of his past moved along with him. Maybe a couple of weeks after we bought this house and when we, we started, my daughter told me that uh, she saw a little girl there. When Billy lived in the trailer, he used to see ghosts, but only him. Now, it's not just his problem, but his daughter's too. I was just laying down in my bed, about to go to bed and everything. And then all of a sudden, she appeared, started talking to me. But I could tell she was, like, wanting to play, you know. The little girl is uh, maybe about seven, eight years old, long hair, you know. She was wearing a little red and black dress. Got a red dress, you know, with uh, white uh, flowers in, in, in the front, kind of like a Christmas dress. And uh, I remember her coming to me, just sitting there, like, as if, you know, she was alive, you know. She would follow me everywhere, talk to me. But she would only talk to me in Spanish. At the time, I didn't understand any Spanish at all. So I had no idea what she was telling me. She scared the hell out of me. After he and his daughter saw the little girl more frequently, Billy decided to call a priest, who told them to wash the house with holy water anytime he sensed spirits. And for a while, it was working. Billy and his daughter didn't really see ghosts around the house until a couple years later. It was during Christmas when he got up in the middle of the night. One time I went to the bathroom, maybe about 2, 3 in the morning, and I looked towards the kitchen, and that's when I saw him sitting there. It was a, an old lady and an old man, and, a, and the, that, that lady, and the little girl and the little boy. I glanced and I saw him, and I couldn't believe it. I just, uh, I just almost fainted, you know. He ran to get holy water to push away the spirits. But right as he was about to douse them, someone hit him. I could feel, you know, where he hit, they hit me, and I dropped the holy water. And the holy water went down the hall, and I didn't want to go get it. So he ran back into his room, locked the door, and prayed. And while he was praying on his bed, he fell asleep. And he started to have this vivid dream. Where I went back into the kitchen and sat down with them and asked them what they were doing there, that they were not supposed to be there, you know, that they were dead already. And that's when they told us that this This is is our house. house. This This is is where where we live. We have no place to go. And I told them why. And the mother said that she was, first it was a grandparent's house and then uh, afterwards she and her husband and the two kids moved in with the grandparents in that house. And then... uh, her husband uh, went crazy and, and, and killed all of them uh, with a knife when they were having a, a supper. 
And then the little girl said, she's, he's coming. Viene, he's, he's coming after us. And that's when the man in black showed up. All in black, you know, just, all you can see is the formation of his chin and nose and the eyes, the red eyes, you know, it's just real, real big red eyes. And then uh, when he started walking away, you know, I, I noticed on his feet, you know, his feet were uh, a horse's feet, you know. You know, and then after that, you know, I, uh, I woke up, I guess, but when I woke up, I was standing in, in the kitchen. I was standing at the table, you know, where, where they were sitting down and I was sitting down too. This wasn't the first time Billy had seen the man in black. When he was five, he heard a horse outside his window. When he looked to see who it was, he saw red eyes gazing back. It was a man in a black suit with hose for legs. He calls him the Prince of Darkness. This man not only exists in Billy's life, but also in Mexican folklore from Southwest Texas. There's a popular story where a good-looking man in a black suit with stock dance halls take a young girl as his partner and later reveal that he has legs of a chicken or goat. He was believed to be the devil. Billy had seen this man throughout his entire life and tries to ignore him. When he had his daughter, he focused his attention on teaching her Spanish. Billy was banned from speaking Spanish when he was growing up and didn't want his daughter to be deprived of that opportunity. And after a couple years, Rebecca could not only understand and speak Spanish, but she was also able to understand what the little girl in the red dress was saying. I was leaving the bathroom, I was going to my room, and then I kept seeing a dark shadow always passing by, but I didn't understand who it was or what it was. And then that was when the little girl was telling me, you know, she told her that uh, that the guy that the guy that killed her was coming to kill my daughter, and that she was going to protect uh, uh, her from him because she knew how to protect her. Uh, a few days after my daughter talked to that little girl. Uh, one night, as when uh, she came into my room and told me that she had seen a, a man in black, you know, getting close to her, you know, trying to, uh, I don't know, trying to hurt her, I guess. Or He was tall in a black hat and a dark, like, kind of like a trench coat. And I could never really see his face. It was just real dark, so and he would just be walking back and forth, back and forth, everywhere around the house. I didn't know how to react. I was just scared. Yeah, my wife gets scared for us, you know, but uh, she's a very strong believer in God, and so, you know, she, she just says, pray and do the sign of the cross, and it'll disappear. So I started her going to church, you know, the Catholic church, you know, every Sunday and every Sunday, and now she don't. Billy and Rebecca didn't see ghosts as much anymore, including the man in black. And as Rebecca grew older, she started a family of her own. When she turned 19, she had a child and decided to move out of the house. And that's when things went wrong. The night that I moved out, um, my dad had called me and told me that, you know, somebody slammed the door like they were leaving. I guess they were already following me to where I was at. We were in the bedroom, and our door was closed. 
You know, when you slam it, you know, when you slam it real hard, you know, when you're mad, you know, when you slam it, that's the way it sounded. A couple days later, Rebecca was in her new home and thought something was off. I was uh, putting out my laundry whenever I saw something go across the room. And then as soon as that, that had happened, I just like looked around and I go, the door's locked. I had my front door and my back door locked, so I knew nobody was in the house. And then after that, I heard the back door slam real hard. And I go, it's locked, there's nobody in here. How can you know anything happen? So then that's when I walked into the living room and saw the swing set going back and forth. And I looked at the door and it was still locked. And then right whenever I was going towards the swing set to stop it, that's when he pulled me and grabbed me and I could feel someone breathing behind me when they grabbed me though and threw me across the room. I could feel nails in the side of my of my stomach where he grabbed me like right here. I, I lift up my shirt because it was burning right here. And then when I saw it, just like scratch marks. What did the scratch marks look like? Just like, like a regular person was putting their nails in you, like hard. My stomach grow sore from, you know, anybody would be sore from nails in you. And then I had marks on me. That's what I didn't understand. If nobody was there, how can I get marks? And then right away, my reaction, I got scared. And I pulled out my cell phone, called my dad to come pick me up. I didn't see anything at all. That's the thing. I never saw anything. And even if they can't prove these events actually happened, the fear is very real. And it's something both of them have to deal with for the rest of their lives. You're listening to Marfa Public Radio.